Welcome to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, brought to you by the Sportsman Channel. All hunting, all fishing, all the time. Contact your local network provider and ask about the Sportsman Channel today. Now here's your host of Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, Christian Berg. Welcome back to another episode of Peterson's Bowhunting Radio. We are the voice of bowhunting. And once again, we're here to bring you the latest and uh, greatest news from the bow hunting community. Today, we're going to be focusing on uh, a really interesting big game hunting topic, and that is Pennsylvania black bears. Uh, kind of got the idea to do this interview uh, off of an article that is going to be appearing in our August big game issue about some new black bear bow hunting opportunities in the Keystone State and so I've asked today for Mark Turnett who is the black bear biologist for the Pennsylvania Game Commission to join us and talk a little bit about Pennsylvania black bears and the bear hunting opportunities that Pennsylvania is offering to archers. So Mark, welcome aboard and uh, thanks for taking some time to be with us today. Well thank you, glad to be with you. Now, for those of you who don't know, in my former life, uh, before the magazine here, I was uh, an outdoor writer for a newspaper in Pennsylvania, and I've actually known Mark for, I don't know, at least five or six or seven years, I would guess, and uh, uh, you've been working with black bears here in Pennsylvania for, for quite a while now, is that right? Yeah, it's coming up on 10 years. I, uh, I, I started with the Game Commission in 2000, so we're into 10 years now. And uh, for again, for those who might not know, uh, because Pennsylvania, I I think within the bow hunting community, doesn't necessarily has have a big reputation mark as a as a black bear hunting destination. Um, we have a tremendous black bear resource in this state, don't we? Yeah, we do. In fact, uh, we are nationally recognized though as a as a bear hunting destination. In fact, we have about 140,000 bear hunters in Pennsylvania, which is more than about any other state in the in the continental U.S. So we, we are a popular place for bear hunters, that's for sure. Right, but I, I just meant specifically within the bow hunting community for out-of-state people. I think because because Pennsylvania doesn't allow, you know, running bears with hounds or baiting, you know, typically if you, if you ask a bow hunter from, you know, let me just pull a state, a, a bow hunter from um, Colorado, and he's going to go on a, a black bear hunting trip, he's probably going to Saskatchewan or Alberta or Quebec, uh, or even one of the western states uh, where you can run them with dogs. You know, you, people just don't necessarily think about PA because, let's face it, it's tough to just kind of fly in, find a spot, and kill a bear uh, the way that we do it in PA. So, uh, so I think that you know, hopefully, we're highlighting a, a great opportunity that's here, and uh, maybe more people will kind of take the take what I'm calling the ultimate fair chase uh, archery bear hunt, you know, uh, which is, which is, uh, you know, the way we do it. But when we'll get into that some more in a couple minutes, but I want to focus again on, on the resource as it stands, because, you know, Pennsylvania bears have really come a long way over the last, you know, generation or two. Why don't you just give me a quick sketch of where bears were in Pennsylvania, say, you know, 1900 or so and, and where we are today and how we got there. Yeah, well, you know, in the in the early 1900s, uh, Pennsylvania's bear population suffered the same way bear, bear populations did everywhere in North America. And that was their numbers gr- dropped dramatically because of loss of habitat. All the, the timbering that recurred, uh, converting forests into timber resources or agricultural lands, really knocked those bear populations back. And in Pennsylvania, they stayed 
at relatively low numbers for decades. All the way through the 1940s and 1950s, we probably had less than 5,000 bears statewide for many decades. And going into the 1970s was kind of the dark period for bears in Pennsylvania. We actually had to close the bear hunting season in Pennsylvania three of the ten years during that 1970 decade because of over-harvest and dropping bear numbers. Uh, we probably had between three and 4,000 bears in the 1970s. We had close to 250,000 bear hunters. And uh, the bear population suffered. But in 1980 and 1981, we had a turnaround. Uh, we created some management changes that reduced the hunting pressure. We shortened our seasons. Um, and from about 1981 on, our bear population has been increasing steadily ever since. Uh, we have probably tripled, if not quadrupled, our bear population since 1981. We currently have between 17,000, uh, maybe even upwards to 18,000 bears in Pennsylvania now statewide. And that's only from 25 years ago. If you think about going from 3,000 bears to 17,000 bears, that's, that's a very impressive uh, management uh, recovery program. And it's one of the biggest success stories we have here in Pennsylvania. And you really attribute that almost exclusively to harvest restrictions that allowed that to happen, or were there other factors at play? Well, uh, Pennsylvania bears are some of the best reproducing bears in the Northeast. They, they breed, our female bears breed at a very young age. Or most, about 80% of our females are producing cubs by the time they're three years, three years old. Uh, they're producing relatively large litters. Our average litter size is three. We do know of litters of four and five out there every year. So, once we got the mortality factor under control through regulation, then we really let bears do what they do best, and that's reproduce in Pennsylvania. I mean, we, uh, the regulation changes that we made where we created a bear license. That we, if you wanted to, to hunt bears in Pennsylvania, you have to purchase a bear license now. That was a big change in 1981. Uh, the, of course, the shorter seasons. Um, and, our, and our forested habitats were recovering also. We, a lot of agricultural lands that were marginal were abandoned in the 1950s, 1960s, reverted back to some forest habitat. And that habitat is now mature to the point where we do have um, plenty of habitat available for bears statewide. Right. And, of course, now, uh, if we look at Pennsylvania today, uh, there's, there's a lot of areas, not only with the forested habitat, but areas that have a really good mix of forested habitat and farmland. And so, um, you know, one of the reasons that we have such big bears, you know, relative to some of the other states, maybe further up north into New England and, and the, you know, the Atlantic provinces and Canada, is that there's a lot to eat if you're a bear in Pennsylvania, right? Absolutely. That's why our bears are so good at reproducing, because the female bears are so healthy at a young, at a young age because of the diversity of food that's out there. I mean, if the, if the blueberry crop fails in a given year or the acorn crop fails in any given year, there's still something else for bears to eat. Um, we have such a diversity of soft mass and hard mass that's available. And then we've got 12 million people living among that, that bear habitat. And so there's always, there's always something for a bear to, to eat in Pennsylvania. And, you know, you mentioned some of these statistics, you know, regarding uh, reproduction and, and litter sizes and things like that. And uh, you guys actually have a, a fairly, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say complex, but comprehensive, I guess, is the word that I'd use. A comprehensive way for monitoring these bears, both in terms of, uh, you know, monitoring them when they're alive and then monitoring for harvest. So in terms of monitoring for when they're alive, you guys do uh, quite a bit of, of bear trapping throughout the spring and summer every year, tagging and even radio collaring some bears. And then following up, uh, I guess the radio collaring is done for the most part with females so that you can follow up with those bears in the winter 
to actually physically check for litter sizes, uh, cub weights, uh, adult bear weights, and, and monitor their health that way, right? Uh, it, correct. I mean, we, we're, we're currently, as an agency, our, our black bear monitoring program relies on bears being captured and ear tagged during the summer, and we're currently tagging between 600 and 800 bears a year every summer, and then we look for those ear tagged bears in the harvest. We have a mandatory check system. Um, a hunter has 24 hours to bring their bear into a, a check station that's operated by agency staff, and we look to see how many of those tagged bears are harvested and how many untagged bears there are for every tagged bear in the harvest. And that allows us to go back and estimate how many bears must have lived in the state that year. Um, so we do that annually. We do it at the statewide level, and we also do it at the management unit level. So we're producing population estimates for the statewide bear population and also for some of our key wildlife management units within, that, within the state. We, we have research that we do on an annual basis where we're going into the, the dens of uh, hibernating female black bears, monitoring reproduction, monitoring litter size, monitoring age of first reproduction. Of course, cubs are born in the wintertime in the den. Um, so we, we do collect uh, a lot of data on an annual basis, and it's that data that we use as a foundation for our management decisions. And it's that data that drives things like this new archery opportunity where we said, well, you know, we can sustain additional harvest, how can we do that? And creating a new season like the archery bear season is something that, that comes from that data source. Right. Yeah, and that's something that, uh, you know, again, talking about the data, just to throw this in real quick, too, to show, you know, the hunting community the potential that is here in Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, again, in this article that uh, will be in the August big game issue, uh, Pennsylvania bears in the Boone and Crockett Club's uh, all-time records, Pennsylvania black bears are number two, three, five, six, and eight in the top ten. So if you want to kill a trophy black bear, uh, you could, you know, legitimately say that there's nowhere on the face of the earth better than Pennsylvania to do that. That doesn't mean that, you know, particularly for a bow hunter, that your odds of doing that are necessarily very high, but the potential is absolutely here to accomplish that if that's something that, you know, you're interested in trying. Um, Let's back up for a quick second and talk about the history of the archery season because um, obviously there are some big changes for 2010, but you guys actually, you know, offering a special archery season for bears was something that was under discussion for probably a, a decade or more. And then you guys implemented it on a limited basis starting how many years ago, Mark? Well, you know, I, when I started in 2000, there were already discussions about an archery bear season. There, there was interest among the archery hunting community to offer an archery bear season. And initially, we were um, hesitant to do it because, we, to put this into perspective, we have 140,000 bear hunters in the state. We probably have close to 200,000 archery deer hunters. Um, so we're dealing with very large numbers of hunters. Currently, we're removing about 20% of our bear population with our very limited seasons that we have currently. Which is, and which, any, which is what, Mark? Up until uh, this year, it's basically been a two-day ar archery season and exactly, a three-day rifle season, right? Well, if you look at prior to, prior to the implementation of the archery season, all we had was a three-day statewide general season. And in three days, our rifle hunters could remove 20% of our bear population. Um, that's, that's what separates us from most other states out there, that is the number of bear hunters. If you look at states like Maine or Wisconsin or or um, Minnesota or even Virginia or New York, those they can offer much longer bear hunting opportunity, 
because they have fewer hunters. It takes them longer to harvest the same number of bears. We we are able to kill 20% of our bear population in three days. And so when you start talking about new opportunity, you have to keep in mind that um, there is the potential to very quickly harvest more bears than you want. So you need to be conservative. And, and we wanted to uh, get a feel for just how many hunters might participate in a new archery bear season before we open it up um, to a more liberal format. And so in 2006, we started with a very conservative archery bear season. Um, two days in the middle of the week, it was a Wednesday and a Thursday, outside of any other large game season. So there, it's, it was after the archery deer season had already closed. It was before um, any of the, the bear hunting or deer hunting began. And it was a very conservative midweek season. And what we found was we had about 8,000 hunters participate in that two-day season. And how many bears did you guys kill that first year? With On the, in the first year, they killed 79 bears. So we had, we had about 7,600 hunters participate um, with a very conservative season. They harvested 79 bears, and that means they had a success of about 1%. Um, the following year, they, they uh, managed to harvest another 40 bears, 41 bears exactly. In 2008, they harvested 70. But then in 2009, we saw the... The archery harvest in that two-day season increased to over 100 bears. It's actually about 114. So it's very clear that um, that bears are harvested during our our conservative archery season. But yet the numbers were still reasonable enough that we decided to expand that in 2010. So for this year, uh, and just again to back up to help people who aren't from Pennsylvania understand, uh, okay, the state is divided up into 22 wildlife management units and if you go to the game commission website you can easily find a map of the state showing the uh, breakdown of the boundaries for those 22 units but in 2006 7 8 and 9 your archery season was a two-day season and it was limited to how many mark of the 22 units yeah nine management units um we currently, back in 2006, we had areas of the state that were already open to extended hunting opportunity. We have the statewide, we have the three-day general season for rifle hunting, and then we have an extended season that occurred during concurrent with our rifle deer hunting. And so we we wanted to avoid adding additional harvest into those areas that already had expanded opportunity. So the the archery bear season we created in 2006 was limited to nine management units that are in the center of the state that were outside of the area that was currently experiencing additional harvest. Gotcha. We, we kept that format through 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009. So those nine central management units were the only nine that were open to the archery bear season for the past four years. In 2010, we've expanded that to statewide. Now you can, now we're going to allow archery bear hunting statewide in a longer season right so that so this year instead of two days and nine units it's actually going to be five days and it's going to be anywhere in pennsylvania that you want to hunt right that, that's correct yep and the dates are november 15th to 19th and i don't know what the the actual weekdays are is that does that include a saturday mark that's a Monday to Friday. Okay, um, so it's going to be a Monday to Friday anywhere in the state. And I'm personally excited about this because I live in bear country, but not in one of the units that was previously open. So, you know, hypothetically, I, I could, like some other guys have done successfully, you know, I was welcome or have been welcome to take my bow out during the rifle bear season if I want to do that. But this year I'm actually going to get five days to hunt basically right in my own neighborhood, you know, for some of the bears that we get, 
you know, through the yard or in the garbage from time to time at the house and, you know, maybe have an opportunity to actually hunt, you know, those bears uh, for five days uh, myself. So I think it's exciting. And uh, what kind of uh, increase are you expecting in terms of participation? Well, we'll have to see. I mean, we, like I said, we had about 8,000 hunters that were participating in the two-day season. So with a five-day season, we, we certainly expect that number to increase. Um, just how much it will increase, we'll have to wait and see. That's one of the things we want to measure this year. And so if you happen to be one of those lucky hunters that receives one of our annual game take surveys that measures, measures participation, be sure to fill it out because that's uh, how we measure how many hunters participate in our seasons. But just imagine you're going to have a Monday to Friday archery bear season. And then on Saturday, our, archery, our general rifle season will open, which is a brand new thing for this year. So now you have the potential to basically you can hunt archery, season for bear for five days and then on saturday you can participate in our general bear season sunday there's no hunting of course and then monday and tuesdays our um, general bear season continues and then you're into thanksgiving week so, so uh, there's really, all kinds of opportunity there so really yeah if somebody came in from out of state uh even if they wanted to continue into that three-day general season uh with their bow they could hunt uh basically eight out of nine consecutive days of uh, bow hunting for black bear here in Pennsylvania. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, now you said previously, you know, the, the harvest ranged from, I guess, anywhere from 40 some to 100 and some during that limited uh, archery season. What kind of uh, an idea, you know, did you give to the commissioners as they were considering these changes, you know, uh, as what a, a reasonable harvest total might be to expect from archers under this expanded format? Well, if, if 2009 was, of course, one of our better years, they, we harvested 114 bears in the two-day archery season. If you just assume a linear increase, you know, if you go from two days to five days, you might expect um, 300 to, to 400 bears in that archery season. Uh, you know, but that assumes that participation remains at the same level every day during that season, um, that, that you don't attract a lot of new hunters. So we'll just have to wait and see. But I would say at a, at a minimum we might expect – 300 or so bears during the archery season and that may range as high as 500 depending on weather and participation and that would represent sort of what percentage of the uh the total annual take that we typically have here in pa yeah our, our annual take has been averaging between 3,000 and 3,500 bears so uh, 500 would be what uh, about seven, one seventh one seventh of that yep gotcha and um now let's talk a little bit just about hunting tactics. You know, obviously I've I've said, you know, right up front early on, you know, one of the things that makes bow hunting for black bears here in Pennsylvania a challenge is that you can't do some of the things that, you know, are done legally in other places in terms of baiting or, or running them with dogs to, you know, basically provide a, a shot opportunity for the archer. So that is a challenge. The upside of that is because the the success rate is so much lower, you guys don't have to limit the number of tags that are available through a lottery or drawing system. So, you know, in some other states where you might actually have to apply and wait to see if you can get a tag, in Pennsylvania, it's basically a free-for-all. Anybody who wants to show up and, and plunk down the money for a license can can participate in the opportunity. So assuming that, you know, I'm going to do that, Mark, what are some tips and some advice that you would have for me to try and find a likely area where I can position myself to try and ambush, you know, a black bear here in Pennsylvania? Well, our fall hunting success um, is clearly tied into fall food availability. 
our bears are preparing for hibernation um, that time of year. They're 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 keyed in on food that's available, and so you're you're kind of at the tail. The archery bear season kind of falls at the tail end of some of the corn harvest. So you may have still have standing corn available in some areas, and and especially in our agricultural belt, you may be able to uh, key in on bears that are going to and from those types of food sources. But the other big food for bears in the fall in Pennsylvania is acorns, hard mast. And so finding a, uh, a forest stand that has a good mass crop um, will almost guarantee that you'll find bear sign there in, in November. And so bear, those are the bear, two. bear sign would be, uh, what are we looking for, Mark? Well, you know, you know trails, uh, bear dropping or bear scats that uh, are composed, composed of acorn bits, um, bear um, sightings, you know, seeing a bear during your pre-scouting. Those are all the types of things you would look for. Um, when you're when you're looking identifying these food sources and if bears are using them or not, gotcha. but tr- but trails and scatter the two big ones. I mean bears, bears are kind of lazy. They they like to walk down the same trail every day. They like to even walk in the same footprints every day, going to and from a food source. And finding those trails is not that difficult if you've got bears in the area that are using those those su- those sources. And um, it's very easy to identify a bear trail just by the the pattern of tracks that they repeatedly leave a depression in the soil or the leaf litter um, from from stepping in the same track day to day, and, and they'll leave droppings along those trails. If you find that type of evidence and you find food that's still available, you're quite likely to see a bear. And so then once you've identified a likely area, the the key at that point then is to, you know, figure out uh, an area where you could place a stand or a blind or something where you're going to keep the wind in your favor and also have an entry and exit route that's going to avoid, you know, uh, tipping the bear off that you're in the area. Yeah, our, you know, when we, we've examined the, kind of the movement of bears through telemetry research here in Pennsylvania, and it's pretty clear, and, and this has been observed elsewhere, that bears tend to move the most at dusk and dawn. Um, so during midday, there may be some activity, but a lot of bears will um, hide up in, in thick cover during the day, especially if there's any type of disturbance from fall hunting that's, that's going on, maybe small game hunting or whatever. So if you find a good food source and you find a trail, and if you can find where that is adjacent to some heavy cover, that would be the perfect place to set up a stand and be in that stand at dusk and dawn. Gotcha. Now, in terms of... Uh you know, harvesting bears here in Pennsylvania, um, what kind of restrictions are there on archery equipment? Uh, uh, are there anything that folks should know about if they're thinking about coming here for a bow hunt for bears that they need to comply with? Well, I mean, we don't allow the use of bait and we don't allow the use of dogs. And that also includes the use of scents and lures. So, you know, if you're a bow hunter and you're in the practice of using a cover scent or some type of, uh, while you're deer hunting, be aware that that's not permitted during the bear season. So no scents, no lures, no bait, no dogs. So I can't spray myself down with like an apple or vanilla spray, right? Nope, that would <laughs> that would go against the regulations. So uh, you know, if it's a a dirt scent, possibly, but no, but no, certainly no food attractant lures. And then you need to be aware that we do allow the use of crossbows. So that's a question that that was something new last year. Um, that will continue again this year. So crossbows are permitted. And there are some uh, restrictions on on um, broadhead design and draw weights and things like that, both for crossbows and vertical bows. So, you know, you can just cover that in our regulation packet. Every licensed buyer receives a, uh, a booklet called our Digest, a hunting uh, trapping digest, and that will cover all the regulations you need to know. 
And uh, what about in terms of uh, the bears that you can harvest? I mean, can, can a hunter kill any black bear that they see here in Pennsylvania? Are there any rules about, you know, shooting females, cubs, uh, etc., that sort of thing? Yep, any, any bear is legal. Um, we, we, we at one time in the past did have a law that restricted the harvest of cubs, but that law no longer is, exi- uh, is out there. So any bear is legal. There, are, there is a requirement of mandatory checks. So if you're an archery bear hunter and you harvest a bear, you need to contact one of our regional offices, and those numbers are provided with the license, um, and report that harvest, and they will make arrangements to have somebody meet you in the field or give you instructions to go somewhere. So that, that does need to occur within 24 hours of harvest. Um, be aware that there is some hunter orange requirements if you're in an area that overlaps with um, fall turkey hunting. And the... Uh, you know, you're not allowed to. You're not required to wear the orange while on stand, but it is required while moving. So that um, be aware that if you're in hunting in a management unit that does have fall turkey hunting, you need to be aware of that. Um, what else is there? Those are the two big ones. What about the size of bears in terms of the the upper end? Uh, how big? What would be sort of your average adult male and female black bear in Pennsylvania? And then what would sort of be the upper end for these bears? Well, the, you know, the average adult weight of a bear that lives in the woods is, a, is 250 pounds for females, 500 pounds for males. And when you say but, adult, how old are we talking about? Uh, for, for females, that would be age four and up. For males, age nine and up. Gotcha. Um, but keep in the- mind, though, that hunter, hunters tend to harvest what's out there. And, of course, the younger age classes are what are the most common age class out there. They're, they're more yearling and two-year-old and, and uh, bears out there than there are nine- and ten-year-old bears. So if you look at the average weight of a harvested bear, they tend to be closer to the, to the 150, 250, 300-pound um, range. But we know that there are 500-pound or larger bears out there because um, the, the population certainly can sustain it. They're just not as common as the smaller bears. Right. I mean, the state where the largest bear ever recorded in Pennsylvania was over 800 pounds, right? Yeah, we we, uh, we began in 1974 with check stations. We began weighing virtually every bear that's harvested, has ever been harvested. We weighed over 60,000 bears since 1974. And we have 800-pound bears. In, uh, we, we actually have five 800-pound bears that have been weighed in Pennsylvania. There are 700-pound bears. Every year we have uh, several 500-pound or greater bears. Last year there were 38 bears in our, our, our total season that weighed 500 pounds or more. 13 of those weighed 600 pounds or more. So there are uh, lots of big bears out there, and the, of course the record is 864 in Pennsylvania. Gotcha. And obviously, you know, for those of you who are the hunters, you know, of course, the for the record books, it's all based on skull measurement. But on the other hand, you know, body weight is a pretty good indication that, uh, you know, any bear that weighs 700 pounds or more is probably going to be old enough to uh, have a skull that's going to be way more than sufficient to, to qualify for the all-time records and even yeah. more Pope and Young or Boone and Crockett. So, uh, so that potential is there. And uh, now... What about in terms of age? I mean, a 700-pound bear, would that typically be a pretty old animal? And what's the, you know, you guys actually pull teeth at the check station, too, to age every bear that's brought in. What's the oldest bear that you're aware of in, in Pennsylvania? Well, we, uh, we know that for an adult male bear to weigh 500 pounds or more, on average, they have to be at least nine years old. Um, so you're generally looking at the older age bears that are these really big bears. 
The oldest known bear that we have ever documented in Pennsylvania was a 34-year-old bear in the harvest a couple years ago. Um, now, of course, we age, we age the bears by collecting a tooth, and we look at that tooth in cross-section and count a pattern of rings, just like you would on a tree. Every ring equals another year, and so you count up the total number of rings, and you can get an estimate of the age. Well, you can imagine a tooth that comes from a 34-year-old bear is going to be a poor-quality tooth to begin with because it's worn down, but also those rings are very difficult to count because they're all jammed together. So the accuracy of those older ages could be off by a year or two, but the oldest one that we've ever counted was a 34-year-old bear a few years back. Wow. Now, the uh, last thing that I'd like to sort of cover before we wrap up, uh, f- you know, for folks who may listen to this and now their interest, their curiosity has been piqued and they're they're really thinking about, uh, you know, wow, you know, maybe maybe I should take advantage of this, you know, great new opportunity that Pennsylvania is offering for bow hunters. Um, let's talk a little bit about places where you could sort of generally recommend people to check out. Obviously, one of the great things about Pennsylvania is that we have a lot of public land in terms of uh, state game lands, which you guys obviously manage at the Game Commission. I, I think that's 1.6 million acres maybe or so. And then yep. there's there's another 2.1 million acres of state forest land, which the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources uh, has, and uh, as well as another several hundred thousand acres of state parks that uh, DCNR also manages. So all told, you're looking at probably close to, you know, approaching 4 million acres of public hunting land here in the state. And unlike maybe some other species, uh, bear hunting tends to be as good, if not better, on public land than maybe on private land in a lot of areas. Right, Mark? Oh, absolutely. And I I also want to add to that list of of places that you just went through. We also have quite a bit of land enrolled in public access programs. These are private lands where the landowner has agreed to allow um, hunting on their ground um, in, in exchange for maybe we might assist them with management or, or other things. So we also have several uh, public or, pri- or public private land, public hunting access programs, which have a lot of landowners enrolled in. So there's not just a public land, but there's these other opportunities also. But you're right. I mean, we, we manage uh, our, a lot of our public land is managed for forest resources. And, of course, forest resources are where, where the bear habitat is the best. And so we have very healthy bear populations on on almost all of our public land. What are what are a couple of the regions, or more specifically, you know, counties, where you would sort of point uh, prospective bear hunters to start their efforts in terms of doing a little bit of research and uh, making some contacts and that sort of thing? If if you look at just total harvest, now where in the state do we kill the most bears? There are three areas that kind of stand out. That's the Northeast, which we call our Pocono region, and that would be Pike, Monroe, Lackawanna, Wayne uh, County area, and that's up in the area that adjoins New York and and New Jersey. Then in the North Central, what we call kind of our big woods area, these are vast expanses of of, uh, forested habitat, much of it public land, and that would be Clinton County, Lycoming County, Potter, Tioga, Cameron, um, all these northern counties in our North Central region. And then the third area would be what we call our southwestern population, and that's down in the southwest corner of Pennsylvania, counties like Westmoreland, Fayette, Somerset, uh, Bedford. Those, and so those three general areas tend to lead the state in terms of bear harvest. But we still harvest bears over about 50 counties currently, 
of the 67 counties there are in Pennsylvania, of about 18 management units of the 22 that are out there. So nearly three-quarters of the state are harvesting bears. But if you wanted to find an area where the harvest is the greatest, I'd look at one of those three areas. Gotcha. Well, listen, Mark, <clears throat> I uh, I really appreciate your time today. That was a lot of information that we covered, and I think that you made it very clear that, you know, if there's, if there's folks out there who want to uh, do some black bear hunting, they're looking to do it maybe in a, in a non-traditional way, at least from a bow hunting standpoint, again, uh, not, not your classic uh, baited hunt that you'd find in other places. Pennsylvania's got a great opportunity out here for, for those folks, and uh, it's open to everybody, and, and it's not terribly expensive either, because as I mentioned, I, I think a non-resident license will run you about $140, and wow. then I think you're looking at another $30 or so for, for a bear tag, so uh, there's a lot of public land, you could, you could come and actually uh, camp at one of the state parks for probably 20 or $30 a night and have yourself a, a pretty good bow hunting adventure and maybe just maybe have a chance to, to harvest uh, a Bruin out of uh, one of the most robust bear populations in North America. To, does that sound about right to you, Mark? Yep, you summed it up very well. I mean, we, any, if you, we allow anybody who wants to hunt to hunt. Um, we're allowing archery hunting statewide this year. Um, we are fairly liberal in, in what's the methods that are allowed. You know, we allow crossbows, we um, we allow traditional archery equipment, and we have a very large population of bears out there, which you can be successful from. So, at, uh, and we harvest very large bears. So, I think uh, you know, you put all that together, and it, it would make a good hunting opportunity. Well, thanks again, Mark. Uh, I wish you all the best. I know you guys are actually here now, heading into late spring. You're coming into the uh, a a peak time for your bear trapping. I know you're going to be handling a lot of bears, tagging a lot of bears over the next several months. And uh, uh, hopefully, you know, you see good signs there in the population as we head through the summer. And, and I'm sure there'll be some, some real whoppers uh, rolling into the check stations come November. Well, I, I, I agree with you totally. It should be a good year. All right, man. Well, thanks again. Have a great day. And uh, again, I appreciate your time. Okay, Chris. Yep. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio with editor Christian Byrne. For more information on this and other topics, pick up a copy of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine on newsstands now.